At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 Betting Podcast. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. All right, one race down. 23 more Grand Prix to go as we welcome you in the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast, our quick uh, quick fire recap episode after our first race is done. We'll have a full uh, full preview show coming next week as we go to Saudi Arabia for the second race of the season. Back with Mikhail Miranda, who had a very nice, profitable week betting. Uh, I'm Ben Wilson. Mikhail, so much for Max Verstappen and Red Bull getting off to a slow start and allowing us to get in on them at a, at a nice favorable price. So much for that, huh, Mikhail? Not not really much of a, a much of a, a climactic ending to race number one, but man, did Red Bull look awesome! What can I say? The package was just there. They had the three things needed to win. They had the downforce, they had the balance, and they had tire degradation on their side, whereas their competitors just did not seem to have that all dialed in. And we saw a couple of DNFs throughout the race, which which I was a little bit uh, shaky there towards the end. But then I saw that one of the bets landed in, and I'm like, yes, this is exactly where I wanted him to be. I, I just knew, Mikhail, you know, you would, you would get home. A nice plus 250 cash on Fernando Alonso on the podium for Aston Martin. So all of that hype around Aston Martin, I was a little, I, I wanted to see it, okay, Mikhail? Uh, they, it's not like they had put much together in the past, but with Alonso in the fold, uh, yes, it's Aston Martin who get on the podium after Red Bull go 1-2. So you hit Alonso plus 250 on the podium, and then you had, it was what, even money, right? Uh, Verstappen and Perez 
Red Bull just to go uh, double podium in any order, and of course they go one two. So that was uh, that was pretty that easy, was right? Plus one thirty five. Oh, plus one. I'm sorry for shortchanging you. Plus one thirty five. Um, so, <laughs> so that worked out. Some of the ones that that did not hit, we liked Kevin Magnuson. Uh, we, yeah, we, we liked uh, Magnuson to get into the points there. He finishes thirteenth for Haas, so that one does not work out. Uh, as it was really just a frustrating performance from Haas. There were a couple teams that we we weren't really sure coming into race number one, Mikhail. I'd say, look, you wouldn't say McLaren was just a disaster in race number one, and uh, Haas were not much better either, despite a good testing and qualifying. Honestly, I thought the Haas package last year looked really good. Kevin Magnussen, that was his first race, came back, scored points in his debut, back again with Haas, and then uh, I was watching... Kevin Magnussen this race and I was like what is going on here number one the thing with Haas they had good one lap pace but they just could not convert it into a good race and points finish that car just wasn't up to the liking of anyone they seemed to keep fluctuating into the points and then they just fell out and then the tire strategy for Kevin Magnussen uh, they took a bold chance and said let's go with the hards and hopefully they'll go but the tire degradation of the track in Bahrain was just absolutely uh, high and just killing the tires I think we saw multiple two sometimes even three stop races uh, but McLaren just uh, absolutely disappointing uh, they've started on the wrong foot however they do believe that they have a concept that will be ready for the azerbaijan grand prix so we do have a little bit of hope uh brewing in the mclaren factory but the team that i was thoroughly disappointed with mercedes um i just don't know how Toto Wolf and Mercedes have got this all completely wrong. It's just been amateur hour, and I just can't believe that they've fallen down to this. Like, they should have learned from their mistakes last year, and they still, like, no, we thought we would stick with this design, move forward, and something could happen. Like, if the car did not work last year, what thinks that miraculously this year the car would be on points and the upgrades that you bring to the car is going to go and put you in a championship points position? Are you really that hopeful, Toto? Come on, like you should have been in the factory redesigning this car from the start. So uh, there are talks about having an upgrade package that suits Mercedes liking sometime at the Imola Grand Prix. That's a couple months away. Uh, so I don't want to say it's safe to count out Mercedes, but I think we can not look at them to score on, on the podium as much maybe in the points maybe in the top six as both cars finished in the top six um but uh yeah i just don't think actually sorry lance Stroll topped it out in top six george russell was just shy of uh, lance Stroll, which should be absolutely embarrassing for mercedes for lance Stroll had surgery on his wrist it had been less than two weeks lance got in the car and scored a top six um, that should be absolutely embarrassing for them so they have got to work on that no question um, 
No question. Uh, fifth and seventh for uh, Mercedes. Again, with the we'll update the odds every week as we do these uh, these recap shows. Not every uh, the way the season works. There are some where we get back to back weeks. We have some like these though where it's a week in between races. So just to update the futures right now, Max Verstappen minus three sixty at DraftKings to win the drivers' championship. Jeez, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso second at ten to one, and Red Bull now minus four fifty to win the constructors. Ferrari seven to one, Mercedes plus seven fifty. Uh, so if we're just, I mean, we're assuming at this point, no, there was, there was not a slow start for Red Bull. So no chance for us to get down on a better price for Red Bull, but they look far and away, Mikhail, in a tier a- alone by themselves. And so that's going to make it really, really hard from a betting perspective, I would think, to find value here going forward. I mean, the DraftKings has already put out the odds for the uh, the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix and Max Verstappen is minus 225 and then the race is over a week away. So that's what we, when we're talking about lack of value, that's what makes it really hard. Where do you stand, though, uh, between Ferrari and Aston Martin right now, it, where pff, we came in, not w- wondering, to know, wanting to know if uh, would this hype be real for Aston Martin? It sure seems like it is. Ferrari has their engine issues. Charles Leclerc has to retire after 39 laps. Signs gets passed by Alonso late to finish fourth. Uh, how do you stack up those two right now, Mikhail, between Ferrari and Aston Martin? Yeah. I still think that Ferrari have an edge over Aston Martin just because of the talent that Ferrari has. We ha- we see young Charles Leclerc mature into the drive that he is right now. His racecraft is absolutely amazing as, as well as his awareness, his experience is great with the team. So I think he can sort of propel the team uh, in a very forward direction, right? Aston Martin have made giant leaps uh, in terms of their car, the way it's meant to be driving. And all it all comes down to, can Lance consistently score top six, top three points moving forward? Because we know the caliber driver that Fernando has. We know his pedigree in the sport of Formula One. So it comes down to, is Lance Stroll able to convert and be consistent with that Aston Martin car. We know in the past season, in the past years, uh, you give him a good car, he can sort of give you good points. But you don't give him a good car and he does not shine. He just cannot seem to bring that car up to the points consistently. So Aston Martin now are in a position like, all right, can Lance sort of keep this going? And it will come down to Lauren Stroll, his father, who's the owner of at the Aston Martin F1 team to, well, uh, my goal is to have this team as a championship contender. Fernando aspires to be world champion again. We can see that in his driving and the way that he's moving that Aston Martin through the field, right? Even though with the little shaky start that he had in Bahrain, when he when it came down to it was the end of the race and he found his rhythm, he was really going. He took the fight to the Ferraris, took the fight to the Mercedes, and it was beautiful to see. So it's going to come down to will George be not George, will Lauren Lance be able to keep going and will Lauren Stroll come to a point where you know well, he's my son but this is this is my goal for the team and I don't think he's getting this so Ferrari in that sense have two drivers who are more than capable and very much on the same page as Ferrari to get that car up in the points and Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc score points very consistently 
the issues come down to the strategical errors of Ferrari. It comes down to the now we know the reliability of Ferraris. And if you guys go and read my write up for some of the storylines for this season, uh, my second point was has Ferrari combated its woes? And we still have yet to see if any of the issues that sort of plagued them last season, if they still carry forward this season. As someone holding my Charles Leclerc five to one <laughs> drivers championship ticket, honestly, I came away from that race. I was feeling pretty good. It you know it looked like a a solid race. The car had good pace, and then all of a sudden, engine out, zero points, and Leclerc is now uh, tumbled down the odds board. I did. It's it's more from at least you know the Aston Martin Ferrari comparison from the race by race betting perspective. You're going to see at least for right now, right? Red Bull are going to be priced one two. Verstappen Perez. And then it's a matter of like, who are you going to bet for these podiums now? Alonso and Leclerc. I'm just looking ahead to Saudi Arabia. The odds are already out. And Alonso and Leclerc are each nine to one. Only odd, The only odds that are available as of now are the uh, winner's odds. No other derivatives are available yet. So the way the market is pricing it is they've got Alonso and Leclerc basically even uh, based, based on the car and based on the pedigree of Alonso as a driver, which is really, really interesting. Um, just to flip forward here, again, Verstappen minus 225, Perez plus 550. And again, Mikhail has full write-ups every week on, on these races at vcin.com. Give Mikhail a follow as well at Mikhail Miranda B. Uh, one or two other quick points, Mikhail, before we get out of here on, on just this quick recap um, from what we saw in week one. I think a lot of the betting, especially with people not wanting to you know lay big, big money on the minus side for Verstappen or Red Bull at the top of these races, it's going to be on these points bets. And I I was, I, I wanted, I tried to talk you into a Gasly to get in the points in his first race with Alpine. Uh, you talked me out of it. At first I was like, yeah, that was a good choice because he looked horrible in qualifying, 20th on the grid. And then out of nowhere, just drives his ass off, finishes ninth. Meanwhile, his teammate Esteban Ocon, I have never seen a, a race driver ever have what happened to Ocon in this race. I don't know if you have, Mikhail. You've watched F1 uh, a lot longer than I have. But Ocon starts on the wrong spot on the grid, gets a time penalty. They botch how they serve the penalty because the mechanic starts working on the car too early. He gets another penalty. Then he's racing in the pit lane, so he gets a third penalty. And then he doesn't even make it through the race after mechanical issues. So what a what a wild, weird week for Alpine and they somehow get one car in the points. What do you make of, of that uh, that week one performance and can you trust either of those guys to start betting them in the points going forward? So here's the thing. Uh, I talked you out of betting anything to do with Alpine, Pierre Gasly or Espan Oko and on the fact that uh, they did not show anything in preseason testing. Here you have a new driver coming into your team and you saying, yeah, we sandbagged ourselves in preseason testing to hide the true pace of our car. Uh, there's only two reasons a team would do that. Either they're really hiding the true pace of a car or they're just very unsure on the concept of their car and just don't want anyone to see that currently they have this lackluster of a team just aren't able to perform where they are. But they said we are very, very optimistic coming to the Bahrain Grand Prix, and we did see that. So even though Esteban seemed to rack up penalty after penalty in this race, which is a first, I've seen black and white flags shown, black flags shown before, and uh, normally when it comes to stacking up penalties, it's for exceeding track limits. But here it was just uh, speeding in the pit lane, and this is just as he's exiting the pit lane, like, okay, I understand if you're coming in, but if you're exiting, you can't be trigger happy on the pit limiter. So 
uh, but this shows a very very positive outlook for Alpine if if anyone was concerned as I said I was just unsure of where they start but now when we look at Alpine with Pierre Gasly what a phenomenal race he had started from back in the grid to finish in the points uh, that's something that very little drivers have done and he finished ninth just above Alex Albon so uh, this is very interesting to see uh, so we can expect Esman Ocon and Pierre Gasly to be more in the points we, we we didn't see that from Pierre Gasly we thought that oh he had a horrendous qualifying he didn't actually he had a very good qualifying he just exceeded track limits and his time got deleted so we would have seen them up in Q3 but because of this little mishap mm-hmm. he was sat at the back of the grid yeah, again, and it was it was something with it being his debut race as well for a, a new team, first time not being in the Red Bull family. There was a lot of unknowns to go with Gasly, but it was really, really impressive. He gets ninth. He figured Ocon would have gotten in the points if it were not for the the complete, the just absolute complete uh, destruction mentally that uh, that happened between he and his team. You have to. You also can't uh, leave out the team there for the the mechanics. Uh, they were responsible for one of those penalties as well. So yes, good things coming. We believe for Alpine that could be a team to bet on as far as these points bets. Again, points have to finish in the top ten of the twenty drivers. Those are available every. Every single week as long as well as the podium and top six finish uh, bets as well of which we're going to go through all of once we reconvene next week at the same time for the saudi arabian grand prix uh, before we wrap up michael anything else that you wanted to, uh, to get off your chest after round one i know you were very impressed with the uh, williams as well as they get albon into the points in 10th so yes uh, we said we don't know if we can keep betting the heavy favorites of red bull max verstappen and sergio perez every race right so the a team that I would look at in those times where you're like, I, I want some plus money value. Look at Williams, look at Albon, look at Logan Sargent. For his first outing with the team, Logan Sargent hasn't really been that impressive in Formula 2. I believe he finished fourth in the F2 championship last season and then gets promoted into F1. And he finishes just outside of the point with the fight to Yuki Tsunoda up in 11. So he, Logan Sargent finished 12th with Alex Albon finishing 10th. Right, so this is a very, very good result for Williams and a very positive outlook for local sergeant. So, looking forward, you have to see this car does very well with uh, low downfall circuits. So, tracks like Monza, Imola, where the downforce isn't as needed, uh, this car is very well balanced. So. It's going to depend track to track as we move forward with Williams, where you can take some good value. But uh, don't be shy to take some of this plus money because I do believe Alex Albon was somewhere in the five to one ranges just to get in the point in the points. So don't be afraid to hit on some of these long shots because you never know something might happen. Uh, the team that I want to fade already from the get go. We already mentioned McLaren. The team that I want to say, Alpha Tori. I'm sorry, but that team just doesn't look like they've got off on the right foot. Uh, they are the Red Bull sister team. However, they perform like they're just not part of the family. They have that Honda power unit in the back of the car. Uh, they have the resources allocated to them. However, they just can't seem to perform as well as any other team in the midfield. So we're going to see... Uh, 
Aston Martin, uh, they're not going to lead the midfield pack. They're probably going to be up there with the championship teams. They're not championship contenders as of yet, but they can get there. But uh, don't be afraid to look at them. Uh, next will be uh, Alpine and Mercedes to be the midfield pack leaders. Now, it, it really, really hurts to put Mercedes with the midfield pack. But as of right now, the way they're performing, you have to see them in the midfield. Uh, McLaren, I think, just aren't going to have the positive outlook. We had high, high hopes for Oscar Piastri. Unfortunately, he had to retire the McLaren. Uh, I just don't think he's up to par with the McLaren. The McLarens just don't have the good package. So we'll have to wait till Azerbaijan to see what the McLaren can actually bring to the table. Uh Haas, we may see them in the points, we may not. It just depends if they can find a way to convert. Uh, we heard that Kevin Magnussen does not look very happy in that car. So uh, there's going to be a lot of growth from for Haas coming up there. Alfa Romeo, we did see Valtteri Bottas finish P8 in the points. Uh, Joe, as we said, our ticket did not cash on him. But that Alfa Romeo looks quite sturdy. For a midfield pack we won't see anything sort of go really bad for them but i think we can expect some points from them uh maybe every now and then from joe but definitely from valtteri bottas because they can't just look quite pacey for the midfield in his hands uh that's the analysis that i have so far for the team so i'm going to keep building my uh, analysis keep building uh, my documents on these teams and analyzing each team as we go forward see what upgrades they're bringing are they trending in the right direction wrong direction so uh, there's a lot to come for uh each team in formula one we this is only round one of 23 remember we have 22 more rounds left of the formula one season so there is a lot of room to grow our ticket on charles leclerc to win the championship still might come through it this might just be a one-time setback Right, we don't know. Ferrari could solve their woes uh, in the upcoming races, so uh, oh, we're still going to keep an eye out for all these teams. There's still ways to go, no doubt. Uh, remember last year, Red Bull neither neither uh, driver finished, and everybody was saying, well, "What's wrong with them?" And they go on to uh, end up winning the drivers and the constructors by by a wide wide margin. So yes, very very early. No need to overreact, but there were some very interesting things. I think some good things to take away from both a good and a negative perspective. Uh, yeah, Ferrari and, and Leclerc, they were he was well on his way to a podium before uh, the engine went on him and looked very very good before that uh, 39th lap incident. So we're one race down. We have. 22 more to go. More bets will be coming your way next week. Uh, we will take all this information and, and now put it forward to the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Uh, Mikhail, we come back a week from now. This is, uh, look, next uh, next weekend, correct there? Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Anything anything different or unique people should know about uh, before we get into our actual race breakdown here next week? So uh, the Jeddah circuit is very, very very fast. Do you expect to see some safety cars popping out? That this is a very tight circuit, especially the bank corners. Uh, some of them are just really fast. So, uh, if there's a bet that you're looking to place as of right now that you're looking at for odds, safety car or virtual safety car to come out, take the yes on that. We have seen a safety car every every race since we've been here at Jeddah, so I don't see that ever changing, especially with the new rookies that we have in the car this season. Uh, not many F2 drivers have actually driven the circuit. Everyone have 
or have been on simulators. So uh, we might see a little bit of shakiness in the car, a bit of uncertainty, and that doubt will uh, sort of show itself in the form of a very, very hefty accident turning with the car spinning. We could go back to Mick Schumacher, who was in practice and just did not, he did not partake in qualifying nor in the race because of how huge and how heavy that shot was on his body. So do beware of this coming into the Jetta Grand Prix. All right. That's great. That's good to know. A lot of people were complaining, Mikhail. There was not enough action in race number one. There were no crashes. There was no real, uh, there's only the one Leclerc, uh, Leclerc engine going. There was not a whole lot of, uh, of super, super drama, at least for the, the casual fans. So I know they're going to be rooting for that, uh, for, for more chaos in race number two. He is Mikhail Miranda. You can give a follow at Mikhail Miranda B on Twitter. Follow his, his write-ups as well at vsin.com. A very solid two-and-two two week, but with all four of Mikhail's bets with good plus money. That means you would have profited following Mikhail there last week. Uh, so we're off and rolling. Season underway in the 2023 Formula One campaign. We're back next week for our breakdowns of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. As for Mikhail, I'm Ben. We'll catch you next time here on the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 